With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to this gameplay patch special. We recorded this just before it dropped on Xbox and PlayStation figured that even if we did delay the podcast a bit or the patch had come earlier, we probably wouldn't have played it enough anyway to talk about it in full on this week's pod anyway. I have played a few games actually since recording and it's definitely worth taking into consideration the patch when you're playing because there have been quite a few changes. I think this is the biggest and most significant patch we've seen to the game since launch. So the idea with this podcast is to break down the gameplay changes so you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into whether you've played or not or are planning to in the near future hopefully it's helpful and if you have any thoughts on this patch then do get them in via twitter at footweeklypod email footweekly at mail.com or via the pod priority questions channel in the supported discord i'm your host ben you're listening to the foot weekly podcast out on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from and made possible by the pods patron supporters Hello and welcome to week 18, the gameplay podcast, and I have with me Foot Legend Airjapes FIFA. Great to have you, and I'm sure you're pleased with yourself after finding out thievery is actually yeah, a word. You know, sometimes you gotta trust your gut, and it sounded good, <laughs> and it was it sounded good for a reason. So I'm pleased yeah. to know that I didn't make up a brand new word on last week's podcast. Yeah, no. Honor amongst thieves. Let us introduce our next pretty regular guest as well, Matt Foot Trading. It is almost Matt Foot Pack opening time. <laughs> it most certainly is, as you say, uh, when we join the call. Almost Christmas for uh, for myself. So uh, yeah, team here <laughs> this week. I'm excited. Finally, we get to open some packs. Yeah, I feel like that's also how I introduce you on the content podcast as well. So apologies to the supporters who've probably heard that introduction for the second time, maybe even today, depending on when they're listening. Um, but let us get into uh, this patch because there is a lot to talk about, some significant changes. So great that we have the community perspective 
of DJ. Hello. Hiya, Ben. Welcome back. A little icon luck earlier as well. Sort of, yeah. My my 10 icon swap tokens gave me a mid-Carlos Alberto. So yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. But I guess once you get to Brazilians, you're thinking... Yeah. Yeah, we did. The big guns are coming we out. We did the icon roulette. We were into Brazil. It was uh, it was obviously dreams of the silly haircut and Ronaldo popping up, but no, it was mm. all right. Could have been worse. It wasn't Rivaldo. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. Although uh, you did get trolled by your lone Pele. Yes, for it, didn't you? It's that horrible <laughs> moment when you flick up Brazil and uh, the first name is Pele, and then you see one lone remaining. Yeah. Well, let's take your mind off it with some patch chat, and we'll start with goalkeepers. We'll move on to without the ball, then with the ball. And feel free at any point to come in and give some thoughts and I'll come to you uh, certainly at the end of this bit about goalkeepers. Right, so goalkeepers. Goalkeepers were sometimes unable to make saves when shots were aimed close to them between their knees and head. In some situations, goalkeepers were not making successful saves on shots that were within reachable diving distance. In rare instances, a goalkeeper could deflect a saveable low shot into their own net. Sometimes a goalkeeper would commit a foul without a referee awarding a set piece to the other team. Quite realistic, goalkeepers do get too much protection. In a rare situation, when passing with a goalkeeper in court play, the goalkeeper would remain the selected player until a manual player switch was requested. When rushing the goalkeeper towards an incoming ball, sometimes the goalkeeper would get close to the ball without reacting to it, resulting in a loss of possession. In very rare circumstances, the goalkeeper could teleport when making a diving save. When making a catch, a goalkeeper would sometimes unnecessarily fall to the ground. Right. Any thoughts on this? Because I think in some ways, maybe it'd be frustrating if keepers start to save power shots from close range, which is something you feel should be a guaranteed goal. But at the same time, shots in and around their body that they're not saving can also be very frustrating. So hopefully it's from a bit further out. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I actually had one on the stream yesterday uh, in the final of the mm. draft where it was a complete hit and hope. Shouldn't have gone in at all. Just again, near post. Goalkeeper had covered it perfectly. I think it was even a, a mid-Schmeichel or even a prime Schmeichel. And yeah, just between yeah the you know that sort of midriff area and he just sort of flapped an arm at it and yeah, yeah just one of those things that needs to get fixed it's getting fixed and it's good to see yeah and if you ever have one of those low shots jakes where it just sort of i don't know they just like lay backwards yeah the goalkeeper kind of spoons it into the net as well sometimes i do a low driven shot pretty often so i feel like mm. i've seen this animation a handful of times uh and usually i feel like it happens and the keeper just sort of like their hands go backwards, like they're just sort of sitting down and it goes like right by them. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you're like, I mean, I'll take it, <laughs> but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> and um, DJ, are there any strong feelings? Well, obviously, uh, my keeper um, is the one that always makes those mistakes and I never get them for my benefit because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, obviously everyone's out to get me. Um, but anything that makes outcomes a bit more consistent and predictable will remove a hu huge amount of frustration, especially those things outside of your control and whether the keeper makes a save mm. is one of those. So hopefully it removes frustration. Definitely. And how are people feeling about goalkeepers this year in general? Obviously, we've had quite a few months of the game now and it was something that was a sort of flagship change i suppose the goalkeepers and there have been changes throughout in terms of things like finesse shots and all that we had some live tuning updates and things how do people feel about them should we go around again matt any particular thoughts on goalkeepers in general nothing major you know i they were pushed heavily as you know this big goalkeeper rewrite and we've had quite a few glitches with them this year 
you know, finesse shots early on that had to get patched with goalkeepers just letting it go over them. Now it's, you know, more sort of close range stuff than parrying the ball into their own net kind of thing, not making reactions. So I don't know. I don't I don't want to say too much about it. I, I don't think it's necessarily been the, you know, the complete goalkeeper rewrite we were promised per se. I mean, for me, they're much better than last year. Like I, you see people using elite keepers only for the most part. Mm. I, how many times have you guys played against Nick Pope this year? Mm. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Not Nick Pope, but so, I, I get Ariola all the time, and he seems to be a bit of mm. a, a miracle maker. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's, I guess, there's always like one or two. I just like in general this year, I feel like when I use good keepers, mm. I feel like there's a massive difference, and I feel like that's the first time it's been that way, maybe as long as I can remember. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me was when I used Pope in past years, he had been really, really good. I tried him out briefly this year, wasn't great. Ariola, although sometimes he has blinders for my opponent, he's not especially good either. So I think that tier of keeper above definitely is above this year, maybe, DJ? Yeah, I think they are um, they feel a bit more realistic. Um, it does feel a little bit more like um, it's not less formulaic. They're a bit more um, unique, I think, and you can spot the differences. Um but as I said before, the new animations do lead to the odd glitch, which seems to be perfectly timed at that moment. I want to put my controller through the monitor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let us move on to then uh, changes without the ball. Uh, so first of all, when defending a cross with the auto switching setting set to automatic on air balls and loose balls or on only air balls, an automatic player switch will occur slightly faster than before so any delay that you were having to your uh, auto switching um, should hopefully be cleared up by that in a situation where a jockeying defender is nutmegged they will no longer perform an animation in which they slip while turning i don't know whether people probably will be familiar with this um if you've ever done a skill which has put the ball through a player's legs or someone's done it to you you'll know this and um it is pretty funny but it, it does feel a bit like volta not fifa the next one is Reduce the frequency of CPU AI tackles, um, which I guess everyone's happy to see that kind of thing. Any arguments against that? Yeah. Only if the player switching lets you get control of the guy you want to to make the tackle. That's my dun, dun, that's my dun. biggest frustration. Well, we'll be on to that actually shortly. But the next one is removed some lunging animations that could occur when the control player was attempting to block a ground pass or short lob pass. Uh, I mean, I think that's quite good so what that would mean that if in the past someone was playing one of those annoying you know chipped lobbed passes your player's no longer gonna take themselves out the game by doing a kind of lunging animation but not making it to the ball that's what i'm reading into that does that sound right to everyone is this where you've got auto interceptions on and they go for it but don't get there i think so yeah then that's, that's this how is, I'm reading it anyway. this is a great thing yeah that's what i felt yeah as long as it's purely for those animations where you're unlikely to get the ball then mm. i think it's good but if it you know if it impacts the you know the success rate of interceptions on those those ground passes and like those double tapped passes for example then then perhaps there's an issue if you if it's harder to win the ball back. Yeah. But again, if it's just for those sort of lunging animations where you know you're you're nearly about to get the ball but don't quite get it, if you remove that, yeah, that's fine. You've got more control of your defenders, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. When attempting to perform a right stick player switch to a centre back, a different player could sometimes be switched to instead. 
And the next one is when performing a right stick player switch, the next player indicator could sometimes appear over an unintended player as opposed to the player that was originally switched off of. I mean, that sounds really good, DJ. I know it's something that you've been quite frustrated about, player switching in general. It was my biggest frustration for the two previous versions, and I have been somewhat bemused at how they've managed to make player switching worse uh, in this version. Mm. I've always been a right stick switcher. I try and use the L, uh, the L, the L button switch to pick up the guy with the indicator. It randomly picks other people at times. If they've got some of the logic um, improved on this, then I will be a very happy man. Great. And then we move on to when playing matches with defensive depth custom tactic slider set to seventy or above. Defenders could unintentionally drop too deep into their own half. So this is a big one. I mean, it's something that. We talked about on the podcast a lot. Uh, it's more of an issue people seem to think, which I kind of agree with, on next gen uh, compared to old gen. But basically that you would have your defenders chasing runs backwards when they shouldn't and they should have held their line. So here they've changed it just for 70 depth and above um, so that defenders don't drop so deep. And I think previously, I believe that 7 depth was the point at which you had this kind of auto offside trap operating where uh, the defense would automatically play players offside so i'm assuming what this is kind of doing is adding that back into the game i guess japes you know you're someone who likes to play high depth this should help a lot I, I, theoretically I, I honestly ben i think this is one that i kind of want to like reserve my judgment on yeah of course yeah depends how you know you have no idea how significant this is going to be yeah I, it's this this feels like a uh I don't know if it's like easy to get my hopes up in some ways or like in, mm. in my head, I'm like dreaming of what the functionality is, yeah. but we like don't really have a perfect idea of intended functionality. That makes sense. Yeah. So, or like perfectly intended functionality, I guess. So I, yeah, uh, I remain reluctantly optimistic, but we'll see. Yeah. And DJ, if this does stop your center backs hanging out with your goalkeeper, would you set it up to, I don't know, 75 depth or something? Uh, definitely. Um, I find you want to keep that flat back four. You know, you want that full Tony Adams uh, experience. And at the moment, it feels like mm. someone makes a run. Uh, your center half runs off with him, leaving about a two, three yards gap. Suddenly, you've got a zigzag across the pitch and everyone's running into gaps all over the place. So... Uh, and I am um, being a of the older generation trying to quickly react and rely on a right stick switch to stop that guy running back while also trying to block a pass while also, yeah, suddenly I might as well drop the controller. So quite hopeful that will allow us to have a bit more structure in the defence. Yeah, and it's important to note actually that depth is often misunderstood because you think of it often as the idea that the higher the depth, the higher your defence will sit when you're attacking, but it's actually a defensive thing. Your attacking depth is standardised it's when you're defending your opponent that you see depth in action. So if the opponent plays the ball backwards from one attacker to another, you will see your defense push up very quickly if you're on a high depth and also just try and clear out the box by playing the attackers offside. So hopefully that's what we see more. Matt, have you tried higher depth at all this year? I've just been rocking, I think, 50 depth um, for 352 for a, a very, very long time. Mm. I've certainly noticed, you know, the, the running back and tracking runs and leaving big holes in the defense. So yeah, again, something that needs to be fixed. Hopefully this will be a good solution. I'd hope the difference is it, it's this, this allows you to hold the line as opposed to step up, whereas the offside traps to step up and actually try and catch people by moving forward as a line. Yeah, 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 completely. 
And next we move on to a couple of other points. The team press meter would unintentionally decrease while team press was starting up after its activation. This was actually a really annoying point about team press and team press on the D-pad I think has been underpowered for far too long. Um, basically, you have the countdown on team press and it, there was a little delay between, well, it's a relatively long delay actually, it's quite annoying between when you activate team press and when team press comes on. But the team press bar was going down while team press wasn't actually active. It was just waiting to activate. So this is a really positive change for, for team press on the D-pad. Uh, I think... The only way people were really pressing was with constant pressure tactic. You could do team press if, say, someone had a goal kick, you could turn team press on, and by the time they took it, it would be active. But I think this is really good in terms of maybe adding a bit more strength to that. But I think there's still a way to go. Sometimes a foul was not called following a tackle that was clearly late. I feel like I've seen this a lot. It says sometimes, but it was pretty much every game. But I don't know whether that's been a bad thing necessarily. I don't know what people's thoughts are on this because I feel the refereeing has been more lenient this year. Is that is that fair? One thing from last year's game was the number of times you try to block a shot and you end up fouling the guy taking the shot. And this year I've noticed mm. you get caught on those a lot less. That actually if they get the mm. shot away, they sort of ignore mm. the guy catching the shooter if it's a few seconds after as, they, as the momentum takes them into the block. Yeah, yeah. I'd worry if this starts picking up those penalties. Yeah, let's move on to this next one, which I'm a little confused by. When standing up after a slide tackle, a foul could be incorrectly called on the player standing up. I think that means that the guy that's tried to slide tackle has been then given a foul for him when he stands up. Because I think I've had that a couple of times on my oh, side where you know yeah, I've tackled someone okay. and then won the ball, but I've been given a free kick. <laughs> uh, okay, so the motion of them standing up was basically causing the opponent to foul them. Something like that, yeah. That makes sense. Let's move on to this big one. The defending player could unintentionally decelerate when chasing an air ball. I mean, oh. hallelujah. I don't think there's a more important yeah. patch than this. The chip through ball over the top, you're trying to chase it down, but for some reason your player just decelerates and doesn't follow as quickly as they could. Hopefully it actually pans out how it says. Yes, please. And then the final off the ball thing, in rare instances, the ball could travel through a defender in a rare situation when the ball receiver would make a touch on the ball prior to the defender attempting to make contact with it. So a bit of a confusing one, but basically less of these situations, hopefully, where the ball ends up traveling through a defender uh, seemingly via a glitch rather than any kind of skill. Um, on defending, is there anything that people feel might have been missed perhaps here? Nothing I can really think of. I think they've covered most things. I'm just excited to see about those uh, those over-the-top through balls mm. and the, the defenders actually accelerating properly because I feel like there's been plenty of times where I've blamed my defenders for that and it's probably one, one of the reasons why uh, the rule breaker <laughs> Dante is no longer in my team. So uh, maybe he might be making a return. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was almost interesting in some ways that maybe you know defensive pace wasn't quite so important because of that you know you were going to lose the foot race anyway um so maybe there's an argument that it could make pace more important to some extent uh dj anything you wanted to add um anything that makes the player switching more consistent will make me very happy um the one thing i i don't think they've explored enough and i would have loved to have seen was um they introduced this um pressing in the r3 so that you could then see who you were selecting with the player switching 
I was hoping they mm. allow you to switch that on, whatever, without having to press the button in, because the pressing the button in loses the timing, so no one really uses it, from what I understand. Mm, yeah, really good point. That's something we were talking about when that feature was announced. And um, yeah, as you say, only useful for players maybe learning who are going to spend a lot more time switching, taking their time switching. So yeah, it would be good to see that as, as a useful thing too. Japes, finally, anything to add on defending something you... We're hoping we'll be in there. Anything to add at all? I mean, certainly encouraging. I think anything that is intended to reduce the, like, quote unquote, like, what just happened, I wasn't mm. doing that type moment in FIFA is going to be a good thing. And, like, we've all been there where we're, we believe our defenders are sprinting backwards mm. and then they're not. So I, Man, I'm so hopeful about that one. Fingers crossed. And I mean, it's gonna make it's gonna make playing a high line so much easier too. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of changes here that theoretically are allowing for more aggressive defensive play. Like theoretically, of course, we'll wait mm. and see. Mm. But I'm hopeful. Yeah, my tactics are already on 71 depth to see what it's like as soon as it drops. Good, good. <laughs> as the a very average uh, FIFA player in here, can I just say that it's great to hear that Japes has those moments as well of what. <laughs> I didn't do that. Thank you. I'm just yeah. glad it isn't just me. Yeah, my my moments are like, oh come on, not don't do this to me, FIFA. Not right now. Like <laughs> if they're, if they're no longer like WTF moments. It's like I know they're going to happen occasionally. I guess I need to rethink my like offerings to the FIFA gods to make sure those things happen less often than they do these days for me. Yeah. Well, let's go do that in the break, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk about the on the ball changes, which. I think it could well prove to be by far the most significant. Catch you again in just a moment. Hello, this is probably the second to last reminder about this. So listen up because you don't want to miss this. There's a 24,000 FIFA point giveaway or voucher equivalent running over on the Patreon. And if you are a supporter, then do get in there and enter. If you aren't already a supporter, then it isn't too late. Sign up for £3 a month and you'll get double the podcast content, including this week's content podcast, next week's gameplay podcast. It alternates. It's super quick and easy to sign up. You can do so over at bit.ly slash podxmas22. You can also just search support for weekly. And talking of supporters, a supporter could be anyone. It could be you, for example, but it's also Shane, who's the founder of Misty Jerseys. Shane's a long-term supporter of the pod and he's offering 10% off the premium box for Foot Weekly listeners. What that means is for a special rate of just over £30, plus a little bit more for postage, depending on where you are in the world, you can get yourself a mystery box containing a random football shirt, which could be from a range of different clubs and nations around the world. One of the really good things about it is that you can send a message with your order saying that you wouldn't like a shirt from a particular club, presumably a rival club, and you can also specify which particular colour too, uh, in case you know, it's not going to suit you. So if you would like to take advantage of that, you just head over to Mystique Jerseys, which is M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E, and then jerseys.com, and then you can use the code FOOTWEEKLY, so F-U-T WEEKLY, to get that 15% off. A huge thanks to Shane and Mystique Jerseys for supporting the pod, and of course to all those supporters out there keeping the podcast going. Let's get back into part two. Right, getting back into it after the break, things get even more interesting. We're going into with the ball. Here's the first one. Some dribbling animations triggered by moving the left stick, which include the ball carrier taking small touches to avoid a potential tackle, will now only occur when the contextual agile dribbling is set to on. And this is not something you can turn on in online play in foot. 
So if you want to achieve this, you're going to have to use the R1 or RB button and then make the dribbling movements yourself with the left stick, which I think makes a lot of sense, more manual, and we tend to like that kind of thing. Yep. And then reduced shooting assistance when attempting a shot in situations where the goalkeeper is positioned closely to either one of their posts. Actually, this goes back to what we were talking about before, Matt. Someone dribbled at me from a corner and I expected them to cut it back but they took the shot on an incredibly tight angle. I've seen it a few times and beat the keeper at the near post. So hopefully, Matt, we see less of this. Yeah, I'm hoping that's in response to that specific issue. And I hope that goalkeeper movement isn't a lot more overpowered because of this. Mm, yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's not a case of, oh, if someone moves the keeper one side and you shoot the other side, that, you know, unless you aim it perfectly, it's either going to go, you know, down the middle where the keeper can save it or it's going to go wide. I'm hoping there is that isn't in the case of people manually moving their keeper either side when you're perhaps 1v1. But in the in the situation we discussed earlier, yeah, absolutely. This is a, a positive change. Yeah, I mean, it depends how close to the post this actually impacts. And the next one we'll move on to is driven passes are now more likely to be intercepted by players standing in the ball's travel path. So although this is going to impact people attacking on the ball, actually this is sort of a buff to defending and actually manually positioning your defensive players properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, of course, I hear all these changes and go, yes, brilliant, because I am always in the the right position for these and now uh, justice will be mine. Um, <laughs> I obviously assume, therefore, uh, half my passes will now be cut out as well. But as long as it's a more consistency, it's got to be a good thing. Yeah, and actually, Japes, I mean... Driven passes, therefore, maybe less effective, I guess. So, positive? Maybe. Hopefully. Um, let's move on to the next one. When activating player lock, a player switch could not be requested until the player let go of the right stick input and then made a player switch request. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that having done a bit of player locking has been quite annoying. So, good to see that changed. Uh, when losing the ball in a rare situation, the original ball carrier could become stuck in place. Did anyone see this? Quite a funny one. I basically had Cristiano Ronaldo uh, do the mannequin challenge after being tackled. So That's uh, quite realistic though, watching United <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Uh, when requesting a first-time driven pass, the let ball run command was sometimes being yes. performed. Thank the Lord. So this was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, Matt, do you want to explain what that is for people who maybe... Yeah, sure. So obviously the, um, the let ball run is uh, the right... Or, or R1. And obviously to do a driven mm. pass, it's uh, R1 and X. So a lot of the time, if the ball is traveling towards a player and you know you, you have that R1 input uh, press, they'll just let the ball run through their legs. So if you want to try and do a driven pass, obviously you need to use the R1. And obviously first time you're putting that input in before the ball uh, reaches the player. So for someone who likes to play a lot of you know quick tiki-taka style attacking play, I've not been able to do this because mm. a lot of the time they've uh, you know been getting into the attack, been going for a first time driven and they've just been dummying the ball and we've been losing possession. So luckily mm. this should, I think this is actually going to be a really positive change. And I think it could, you know, if driven passes are still, you know, decent, I think this could be really interesting in the final third, you know, it might lend itself more towards a more, you know, faster mm. uh, passing style of play, which I'm, I'm all for. So, um, yeah, this is a really, really positive change in my opinion. Yeah, and actually worth saying that letting the ball run through your legs, holding R1 RB as the ball comes to you, if it's hard enough pass, especially in wide areas, can allow you to 
run past the fullback and onto the ball. So worth a go. Let's move on to the next one. In rare situations when the ball was far from the ball carrier's feet, a requested pass or shot could take too long to occur. I actually think that this happened a fair bit to me. It says in rare situations, but um, I feel like I've seen this a few times. Um, another rare situation is one a requested fake shot would not be performed and the controlled player would not animate correctly. Again, yeah, just increasing responsiveness, I suppose, by uh, fixing that. Sometimes the drag-to-drag -drag skill move could have been unintentionally requested. Um, this is actually something I experienced a lot. I don't know if people are aware of what the drag-to-drag -drag looks like. Um, it was very effective last year, I think, and people did it a lot, um, where the player stops still and then moves the ball between their legs. Quite good to see that go. And then when performing a clearance, the ball would not always travel as far as intended. Players could sometimes stumble in inappropriate situations, um, which is really frustrating. Uh, and then in some situations, the CPU AI would not attempt to win the ball back. A squad battles thing, which actually maybe isn't so good for those wanting to rubber band squad battles games. And then finally, when the ball was received via chest following a lobbed pass, it could bounce high enough into the air to cause unintentional player switching, which is interesting. I don't think I've seen that too much, but I actually tried out the winter wildcard Ibrahimovic for a bit in weekend what? league. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. I had no idea you had so many coins, Ben. Mm, well, I think I did talk about it on the podcast. Maybe when you put you know, a million or more than a million coins into uh, Maguire when he's 1,300 coins, it, it does end up working out. And I decided to have a bit of fun with the Maguire coin and buy the Ibrahimovic. Wait, wait. Is that some? Is that a new type of coin? Maguire coin, <laughs> a new crypto. Maguire yeah. coin to the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the collective noun is a slab of Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a slab of Maguire. Coin. Yeah. Well, um, just to go back to it, basically, I actually didn't find him that great. To be honest, I didn't think he was that impressive for his price, and didn't feel as nimble as you'd expect, even with an engine chem style, uh, which I was really surprised by. I think maybe the large stride length was a bit of an issue, probably something to do with the dribbling mechanics this year. But what I did find with Ibrahimovic, which was really fun, is you could chip lob passes into him, sometimes from crossing positions, um, but just sort of dink it in. And this contextual shielding of air balls really comes into effect. And he was able to kind of hold off the defender, take it down, and if he could get a bit of space, just bang it in. And uh, it was really good, something that people should try if they picked up an Akadi or something like that. It seemed really interesting. But let me move us on to just your thoughts on attacking. Are there any things, DJ, you think might have been missed in terms of these changes? No, I think there's some good things in there. I think, again, it gets us a bit more consistency then. That's going to make me happy. Mm. Making sure that the the balance of passing is a bit better would be interesting. Yeah, good point. And uh, Matt, anything to add? Um, I'm still hopeful that, that driven pass, I'm hoping that it's not nerfed completely because I do think it's quite a nice way to break down people that perhaps do like to get a lot more bodies behind the ball and you know especially people that it's needed yeah i think because if they if they take it out completely i think we've just got you know fifa 20 and fifa 21 2.0 and it's going to be a very very drop back heavy meta again with people taking you know 15 20 minutes at a time just to fashion a chance so i'm hoping mm -hmm. that you know we can still utilize those driven passes to beat that midfield line get into the box, get 1v1 against defenders, and then utilise you know, skills and those extra passes in the box to create goal-scoring chances. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Japes, final thing on attacking from you? The driven pass thing is concerning, especially as players get higher and higher rated. Here's the thing. There are going to be folks that 
play this patch and say nothing's changed. There's going to be folks that are like, it's totally different. But it's going to create a whole host of new problems, likely. My biggest, like, my issue with this is, like, this is a lot of changes for one patch. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like some of these things could have, you know, been done in the hot fixes and the hot tweaks. And we could have tested and learned along the way so that we're not making these sweeping judgments that have major, major impacts or potentially major impacts. We don't know, right? Mm. But like, I think for me, you know, obviously the approach I take with patches is sort of just wait and see. I'm going to play the game one way or another. So we'll just see how the game feels when we play it. But I, yeah. you know, uh, zooming out, like taking a look at the big picture for me, the the hot fix like patch ability that I thought we'd get a lot more of this year. Some of these things feel like they could have been done in that and we could have learned. I really hope that these changes are made with the consideration that players are going to get higher and higher and higher and higher and higher rated. I think it's going to be interesting to see if, because the live tuning updates that we've seen so far, there just haven't been that many of them. There haven't been particularly significant things. I kind of wonder whether they've been like testing it almost or, or not felt confident enough to use it to do anything particularly significant yet because you're right, it feels like, and we're obviously not actually aware of what can be specifically patched through those live tuning updates. But it feels like plenty of these could have been, surely. So it's a shame um, that it's all come at once. And I agree with you. And there's something actually I wanted to bring up at the end, which also makes this even more confusing as to what's having an impact on what isn't. But anyway, uh, corners. When playing matches with the defensive corners, custom tactic slider set to one or two bars, more players will now be positioned outside of the box and at the halfway line. So the player that a lot of people cut it back to may not be there, maybe much further back. And then improved AI teammate defensive marking during short corner scenarios, which is obviously pretty huge. So I guess that is all positive and hopefully means that we don't have to constantly react to the corner exploit. I like this change a lot because it's forcing a more realistic play style. Yeah. I don't have an issue with them making this change so drastic mm. that people are like, this doesn't even work it. Well, you don't want it to work maybe like not at all. Yeah, no, I think a fair point. You could quite easily still move a player to that position that you were previously able to whip the ball in from um, because, of course, you can select a player and move them around. You know, you can flick using the right stick to one of those players and then that would allow you to, to move the player into that same position that they were in before. But obviously, it's much easier to react to that. And then the AI de teammate defensive marking is better. So maybe it won't be that effective anyway. But yeah, DJ, I know you are winning a few counterattacks from these. So <laughs> are you somewhat sad to see them go now? Or? Well, yeah, yes and no. Because I think actually once you clock people are doing it, you could make that tackle uh, on a guy who's who's who's, a, who's halfway to the halfway line and you're away very quickly in behind the defense, which is great. But also, mm. let's be honest, I've been on the receiving end of them and the frustration when you forget that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh, idiot, and they scored from it. And you know it's a stupid thing because you've got two six-foot-four centre-backs watching the ball float over their heads and not moving at all, and the goalkeeper who's checking his nails. It's uh, yeah. really infuriating. So to remove, again, remove the infuriating things just to make the experience better, big fan. I also like the idea of more players in the halfway line because I do often feel like having a corner is sometimes actually quite a bad thing. Yeah, the yeah. number of times you get caught on the break. But actually, I, literally, I just want to line them all up along the halfway line and make sure I've got enough defenders all the time. Mm. And I never feel like you've got an option for that. So hopefully, actually, there'll be a, a benefit from that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. 
I think we'll move on to competitive master switch. This is an interesting one. Let me read out the uh, note on this. Addressed an issue with a competitive master switch, which allowed players to play online with contextual agile dribbling, assisted jockey, auto clearance, auto shots, and auto flare passes turned on, which was not intended. Mm. And people who've taken note of chat around the community may have already been aware of this. And I, we did mention it briefly on the podcast, but it was very unclear as to whether this was active for sure um, is one thing. And the other thing which was a bit frustrating about it is although it may have given players an advantage, obviously it was likely to get patched at some point. And so it wasn't advised, obviously, play with this assistance when at some point they would no doubt patch it. And basically the point being that you could have a situation where you were playing with, and these are the big ones, contextual agile dribbling and assisted jockey uh, in online competitive play, so in champs and rivals, which wasn't intended this year. And this has two implications. One is that some people may have accidentally enabled this because if you were using it in matches against the AI, you could have ended up with it being on for online games. And that could mean when you're playing FIFA, once this patch is introduced, that actually you're going to be playing a more manual FIFA than you were previously. But it's really hard to know whether this was having an impact on you or not. Um, so all these notes or, or changes that they've made for some people are going to be further complicated by the fact that if they were maybe accidentally had triggered this assistance, it's no longer going to be assisting them anymore too. So that is something to kind of look out for and think about, particularly contextual agile dribbling, which is where you essentially get assistance dribbling around players and, and taking small touches around players and things like that, and assisted jockey, um, which is where it would help you with your jockey speed as you went to win the ball from an opponent. But the thing is, it wasn't really particularly recommended because actually for a lot of people, it would have been a hindrance manual is, I think, widely considered to be better anyway for these things. Um, but some people may have accidentally had this on, which is going to be a bit of a sudden shock when they find it manual now. So if I went straight into the settings and flicked the competitive master switch on when I originally got the game, which I think we, we said was a good idea. So you were working in the same way across all modes, then it shouldn't be a change for me. But if no. someone had gone in and fiddled with a few of those then they're going to feel the change mm, yeah quite possibly but i think that it was quite unclear whether you know it was always active whether you had to do it again when you loaded up the game and, and those yeah yes yeah, it's, it's quite a gray area isn't it we really don't know exactly what's gone on and you know if it's you know, as you say active all the time you know is it you know only when you load up i, I really i have no idea to be honest mm. so i think i think we're all potentially some of us could be in for a nasty shock if we yeah, yeah. didn't realise that we've had this these settings on. I mean, considering how poor my jockeying has been this year, I, I think I do have it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, just to answer DJ's question a bit more fully, if you went into the settings and were changing them for offline and you switched the master switch off, change some of those settings that it applies to, that's when potentially it could have glitched. But I think that does wrap us up. There's a few visual things here or there which... Uh, aren't so relevant so that's all the gameplay stuff covered what are people thinking they'll adjust or do as a result of the patch then uh, and try out i guess matt probably driven passes you'll be testing pretty soon yeah 100 um i love my my attacking 352 with you know five or six attackers you know putting the ball wide dry uh, using those driven passes into the attackers so being able to do that first time now i think is going to be mm. 
you know, quite quite interesting and should add a different, you know, a slightly different dynamic to attacking play if utilized in the right areas. So I'm I'm really excited to see how that pans out. Yeah, Japes, anything you're planning particularly? I will play the way I've been playing all year. And then if I feel like something's clunky or isn't working, then I'll change it. Yeah, makes sense. And are you already playing above 70 depth? No, I uh, my 3-4-1-2 that I've been playing is like 50 depth. Mm. I would always play like incredibly high depth and I just felt like it didn't do anything for me. So I was like, I should just play a little bit safer or a lower depth and let it be what it is. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll probably try out the high depth. It's, you know, alluring, Ben. Definitely. Um, yeah, well, hopefully we'll have had a good bit of time with the patch by the time we record next time. And uh, DJ, anything that you'll be um, looking out for and in hopefully enjoying come these changes? Well, the, the interception uh, consistency um, could be interesting because I've been trying mm. to um, get used to pressing with the second man press while tracking the, the passing lane with the, the guy I've been controlling. Now, it feels sometimes like trying to rub my tummy and tap my head at the same time, but mm. I'm hopeful... That I'll now get, re- I'll get obviously the reward that I have been so cruelly um, cheated out of up until now uh, by for doing this, and it encouraged me to press on with it. Yeah, nice. And DJ, I know you've got to head off quickly, so um, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast and and giving your perspective on the patch. No, fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Oh, great to have you. And people can, of course, if they're supporters in the Discord, catch you there. Uh, that's the plug for you. Yeah, fantastic. Come and say hi. Uh, thanks to DJ, and thank you to Matt for trading. Not quite this time next week that you'll have become Matt for packs right a bit longer no it won't be we are going to be waiting for the the full team of the year to be released so it's going to be an agonizing wait next week while people are ripping all their packs for you know three or four mm. players at a time I, I still I find it shocking that people yeah, do that uh, I really do like I understand content creators doing it sometimes because it's like all right yeah like people want to see people want to watch but like anybody it's mm. like I should wait until I have a chance to pack yeah. more players. It's the problem though, isn't it? Mm. People were, you know, opening their that was it a three times eighty three plus attacker pack when they got it on Friday and there's literally nothing available. Um and they were surprised when they only got, you know, an Asensio, a Kramerich and something else. So um <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. I do find it baffling. Yeah, a good reminder and people can join you in waiting over on Twitch, can't they? Uh, yep, yeah, sure can. Uh, Twitch.tv slash MattFuckTrading. Uh, we're live sort of 7 p.m. UK most nights. Um, yeah, all the Team of the Year pack grinding. You can keep up to date with everything on uh, Twitter as well, which is uh, MattFuckTrading. Also, but, uh, yes, thank you very much, Ben, for having me on. Good to talk about the patch. And, uh, yeah. yes. and to Japes, of course, always great to have you on. Looking forward to catching up about this patch next week. Yes, after we've had a little bit of a chance to, you know, screw around with all the good things. Yeah. This is the time of year when I get yeah, like yeah. a little bitter with FIFA anyway, right? I get to turn into a curmudgeon for a yeah, little yeah. while and I'm like, gosh, now all <laughs> I play against are team of the year cards. What the heck? Um, so, you know, the <laughs> yeah. patch timing with that is perfect. I'll have to have an extra cup of coffee, get yeah. myself going. <laughs> nice. And thank you very much, Shapes. Of course, people can catch you over on Twitter, can't they? Uh, Japes? Yes, uh, at Air Japes on Twitter. Um, I released my 3412 tactics on there, and people seem to be enjoying those. I'm sure if the, you know, if the patch has a big impact, I'm sure I'll change them up and we'll mm-hmm. release some new ones. Nice. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much. As always, thank you to all you listeners out there uh, tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, do subscribe via all the usual podcast providing platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And if you want double the podcast content and to support the podcast, keep it going, you can do that over on Patreon. Uh, just search Support for Weekly. Uh, thank you very much to all those supporters and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Coach Vass, Dougie, Chris W, DJ FIFA player, 
QJ, Steve C, David S, Matt L, George, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, Pobius, L, Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Savage P, Eric T, Roger D, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, At Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Jake G, Michael P, Springford, Zach O, Dominic G, Ruben D, Kraus, Adam R, Andy H, Mikael L, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it if it sounds like it could help you then head over to the calmzone.net and for now we'll catch you on the next podcast at lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.